Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight, rumors are swirling. Is there any truth to any of them? Plus, risers and fallers now that we've seen two preseason games. And later on, the final preseason game going down this weekend. I'll let you know who to keep an eye on on Saturday when the Rams take the field in Denver. First road game of the preseason for the LA Rams. Before we hop into the action here, I uh, did want to let you know that there is an article up right now up at uh, ramshowcase.com kind of talking about uh, just what possibilities and what questions that we kind of have as we uh, enter cut week and uh, cut down day, which is going to be Tuesday following the final preseason game. So it is right around the corner. And it's, uh, again, it is only one final cut down. There's not uh, there's not like a uh, like levels to it where you kind of cut down a little bit and then you cut down a little bit more. It's just one cut day. So uh, it's, that being said, I did want to let you know as well that uh, I am going to do my full roster prediction. Unfortunately, before the final preseason games uh, take takes place this coming Saturday, I will have that out probably on Thursday night when I get home from work. Uh, so it'll be a little bit late going into Friday uh, morning, but uh, I do want to get that in. It's just kind of a bananas weekend for me, honestly, and I'm not sure if I'm going to have time to do that. And also, uh, last year, <laughs> the Rams kind of were quick on their cuts. Uh, we saw some come in on Sunday, some come in on Monday, and of course wrapped up on Tuesday. So want to be sure that I'm ahead of it and not uh, trying to push out a roster prediction uh, as cuts are coming in. So again, that'll be a Thursday night, late Thursday night going into Friday morning. So be on the lookout for that. It will be a special episode of Ram Showcase. They're kind of just a standalone. That's all it's going to be is my roster prediction. So tonight, though, talking about a little bit different stuff. Uh, but again, did want to let you know that article is up, those questions that we're kind of looking at. And it, there's a little bit of insight into some of my predictions uh, that's up there at ramshowcase.com. That is also where you snag your merch if you are interested in supporting the show at all. That is the best way to do it, uh, snagging yourself a Ram Showcase t-shirt. Quality was 100% in conversation when uh, picking these bad boys out. So AJ with All Pro Sports helped me out quite a bit with this, and uh, he's he's the big dog there. He knows exactly what, uh, what, what feels incredible and uh, can confirm these things are awesome. And uh, also, we have an article coming out uh, at ramshowcase.com. I'm about halfway through. It is uh, it's a bit off a little more than I could chew, maybe, going through 0 through 99, best player in franchise history to wear each individual jersey number. So I'll get that out as soon as I can. I'm telling you right now to give myself a little bit of pressure uh, to even push that out even further. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. So wanted to to have a little bit of a disclaimer here, a bit of a conversation as far as what these games mean and what the heck we are actually learning and seeing in the preseason games. So I do feel the need to throw in that it is still preseason and it is extremely rare to see any direct correlation to regular season based on things that we see happen in the preseason. It is important to consider that in the Raiders game, Sean McVay and Raheem Morris both were not calling uh, plays for their units and allowed other guys to do it. Uh, it's important to consider that all the people who are on the field and that we like we don't we uh, we don't see these these guys on the field. We're not going to see these guys come regular season time. So uh, it's important to know that stuff. That uh, games with the sole goal of scoring uh, that that does not happen yet. Like we're kind of just looking at situations right now. Uh, these games are literally practice, and a lot of what we are doing is situational analysis. It's not just to win the game. Of course, you're what you're doing is ultimately in the the goal of winning the game. Uh, if if things 
if football things are going your way, you probably should be winning. But let's remember that a good chunk of these guys that we're seeing right now just that are missing blocks, maybe missing tackles, giving up yards, hitting the wrong gaps. They're probably not even going to be here in week one, so it's going to be fine. And I say that um, I, the, the example that I had on Ram Showcase Live, it's a live stream that I do on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel and Facebook page every single Monday, uh, just kind of chatting Rams there. Um, so the one of the conversations that I had there is uh, if you look at the the week one touchdown pass, Stetson Bennett to Puka Nakua in the red zone, uh, if you watch that play, I mean, Logan Bruss did a terrible job. He got absolutely blown up on that play, uh, but it ultimately was a good play, right? So that's my perfect example for this as uh, it's a good play, so we don't want to take anything away from what happened out on the field. Uh, but let's also not forget that there was a bad play in the good play. Uh, so if you're looking at it from a Logan Bruss perspective, it was a bad play. If you're looking at it from a Puka or a Stet, a Stet Benatar um, uh, perspective, then it was a very good play. So that's kind of what we're looking at right now as far as uh, these games and what do they mean. We're kind of looking at individuals right now because, again, we're not game planning. We're not seeing our top-tier talent out there. So to say that anything um, that's happening in these preseason games is going to directly translate uh, once uh, once week one begins, I just don't think it's reasonable. And so that's just kind of like my disclaimer on all of this stuff. Because first of all, overreactions happen in both directions. Uh, they happen in the positive way. Like, I don't want to get too hyped on guys like Stetson Bennett and Puka Nakua even. Uh, maybe even Trey Tomlinson. We could throw in basically all the rookies. We don't want to get too high on them quite yet. Let's let them play some real football first. But at the same time, we also don't need to get overly negative, overreact in the negative way, such as the run defense or the coverage and stuff like that. We're not seeing a lot of our top talent uh, that's going ultimately going to be on the field come week one. We're not seeing those guys right now. So that is uh, something I think is important to consider. Not to overreact in the good way, but let's also not overreact in the bad way. Because, again... It's not a direct correlation. A uh, little bit of news when it comes to the Rams' uh, week one opponent. It looks like uh, Seahawks rookie wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, who does uh, appear to be the third wide receiver on that depth chart. Uh, he had wrist surgery. Uh, that was earlier today, which is Tuesday the 22nd. And uh, it looks like it's going to be about three or four weeks for him. So don't expect to see him in week one when the Rams come to town to, to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, as, of course, uh, the season, just a, a little, little over two weeks out, uh, or what is that, under two weeks, or is it over two weeks? I don't know. I don't know. I'm bad at math. I, w I went to Wasson High School in Colorado Springs. It doesn't even exist anymore, if that tells you anything. Uh, but that's kind of what we're looking at now. Either way, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the rookie wide receiver, uh, looks like he will miss uh, week one against the Rams. But, of course, these teams will match up uh, later on in the year. Let's talk about some rumors here. So uh, could the Rams trade for Jonathan Taylor? What? Yes, Jonathan Taylor was, a four, of course, given permission to seek a trade. And uh, we're, we're kind of dealing with some rumors as far as, like, what the Colts are asking for. We saw it on, uh, you know, Pat McAfee talked about it. He's like, nobody said that the Colts won a one. The Colts didn't say it. Nobody said that. So it's just obviously once a once a, a piece of information comes out like this, like hey, they've been like he can seek a trade. Uh, people jump on it and make a lot of assumptions. And because obviously Jonathan Taylor is an extremely talented player, uh, that's one thing to consider. Um, when you if if you watch Pat McAfee and you kind of think about what he talks about when he talks about uh, Jonathan Taylor, maybe you don't want Jonathan Taylor because it's a very interesting situation that's going on over there. Uh, so we'll see, but. Uh, as far as Jonathan Taylor, 
being traded to the LA Rams. I'm going to go ahead and lock in that this does not happen, um, but I wouldn't say that the odds are zero. I just don't think it's really real, you know? Uh, so the Rams do have a first-round pick for the first time in quite a while. If the Rams truly do feel like uh, they will be able to compete this or next year, uh, or even the year after that, if we're being real with ourselves here, uh, Jonathan Taylor's young enough, then it does make sense that Lee, Les, and uh, Sean could try to make this this move. Now, but the thing to consider here at the Rams would be losing the first-round pick and then money to pay Taylor. Uh, the Rams and Gurley are one of the reasons that teams are hesitant to pay running backs these days. A consideration here uh, could be involving Akers uh, in the deal, considering that he's on a contract year, and I guess that he doesn't get paid by the Rams uh, without having an absolute insane season this year. So I do think that there is a world where there's a package uh, that sends Cam Akers off to uh, the Colts in return for Jonathan Taylor, and also sending with Cam Akers probably some picks as well. But then again, like I said, you also then got to pay him. So do you want to do that? Do you want to give up assets and then pay a guy? I think Jonathan Taylor is extremely talented. I wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings one bit to see uh, him come to the LA Rams. I just don't think that it happens. I'll be honest. Um, I've seen some reports on Twitter saying that the Rams do have interest. And I would assume that most teams have interest in Jonathan Taylor. He's very good at football. How much of that is real interest in actual conversations about trying to get him onto your roster? That one I'm not so sure of. So we'll kind of see how this one shakes out. If I had to guess, I'm going to say that Jonathan Taylor, not going to be a Ram. But at the same time, would not really surprise me and also would not hurt my feelings. Another one here that is not a rumor, and I think that people are misunderstanding what that word means. <laughs> uh, because if you just make something up, I guess, I mean, maybe I'm misunderstanding what the word means. But in my brain, a rumor has like some kind of nugget of truth. It's not just like some dude who writes for a website thinking of scenarios, right? So this one popped up uh, for Kyler Murray to Los Angeles. Obviously, this is not real, all right? So whoever started this, whoever kicked this first domino, um, I, I'm guessing probably not an econ major considering the contract that Kyler Murray has. Uh, the tape doesn't lie on Kyler Murray. Um, while talented, he doesn't really have it and the contract. It's a five-year, $230.5 million deal for Kyler Murray. I just don't think that's something that the Rams are going to want to pick up, especially for a guy who, let's be real here, would be a backup. He's not going to be a starter on the, on this team. Probably shouldn't be a starter in the NFL if we're being real here. He's, like I said, very talented, but he just doesn't have that it factor, doesn't have that 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 edge that you kind of look for, um, especially considering the Cardinals paid the dude $230 million over five years, which... I mean, so be it. That is a that is a division rival. If they want to spend their money irresponsibly, then hey, that's awesome. So uh, again, if it's just a random dude who's making up a top five possible destination list for Kyler Murray, and happened to mention the 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 rumor uh, or uh, the Rams, I mean, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that really constitutes as it being a a legitimate rumor that we need to dive into here. So. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into stock up, stock down. I know it's kind of like a generic segment and I feel really bad about that actually <laughs> because my brain wants to be obnoxious and very unique and stuff like that, but also stock up, stock down, it gets the job done. All right. Sometimes it's okay to have a bowl of vanilla ice cream. You don't need anything special in it. It's sometimes it's fine. All right. So we'll start with the up. All right, we're going to start with running back Ronnie Rivers, Mr. Ribaz. So Rivers is playing really good football right now. He's finishing runs, runs with anger, and you absolutely love to see that. So um, that doesn't guarantee that he makes his final roster, um, although I have been a Ronnie Rivers fan uh, leaking into last year. So 
Hopefully, uh, hopefully he sticks around, but if not, I do wish him the best in his uh, career. Hopefully he gets picked up by somebody. Wide receiver, Xavier Smith, uh, does have an uphill battle when it comes to sticking around on the team simply because of a numbers game, because Smith is definitely showing some flashes uh, that he can be a very reliable target and a very talented target. Uh, but again, it's a numbers game. How many wide receivers are the Rams going to keep? I think that Xavier Smith might just be kind of unlucky in this sense uh, and possibly getting cut simply because uh, the Rams have so many really, really strong options at the wide receiver position. I know a lot of people are kind of downing this position grouping right now, and maybe it's not a bunch of top-tier talent across the board, but it's NFL talent for sure. And Xavier Smith, like I said, might just be out on the wrong side of that. So again, another player that if he does end up getting cut, then I wish him the best. Although I would like to see both of these players end up at least back on the practice squad if they don't make the final 53. Moving on to tight end Davis Allen, who did, um, he just spent, uh, he just absolutely sent the tight end position into absolute chaos, right? So we did not know uh, who really Davis Allen was uh, going into the game against the uh, the the Raiders, but um, maybe maybe he just pushed down Hunter Long on the depth chart. Um, there's if there's any word that the Rams keep for, then I, I would be I guess a little bit surprised considering the Rams do run a lot of eleven personnel. So I just don't think keeping four is really necessary unless those guys have some legitimate value on special teams. Um, but could we see Hopkins cut? Could we see Long cut? Could we see Davis Allen cut? I'm really not sure how many of the Rams are trying to keep here, uh, but. We have a, an accumulation here, and the top four guys, I think, are all really good. And Davis Allen, again, uh, it's one of those situations where, like, let's not overreact to one preseason game. I don't want to get, like, a like a Nelson Spruth, Lance, Lance McCutcheon, um, uh, uh, what, what is that, Jacob Harris kind of, I don't want to do that to, uh, to Davis Allen just yet, but I did like what I saw from him, um, the way that he was able to use his body, catch some difficult balls, and manipulate his body to catch some balls that were... Maybe not as on target as you would like him to be, uh, but he did a really good job of that. So uh, want to see him more this week in Denver. Um, it's going to be one of those situations where I'm going to have to rewatch because being at the game, and I, I, I say it's such a first world problem. It's, it's like one of those like humble brags or whatever, but it's like it's so hard to analyze guys when you're sitting so close to the field. But like that's kind of true for this one. I'm going to be pretty close, and it's so hard to like actually kind of dissect what's going on to, uh, over there when you're not many rows up from the football field. So uh, I will be re-watching this, uh, this game and then kind of digging in that way. But again, my cut predictions will be done before that. So I'm kind of just hoping that we get some practice nuggets that I can kind of make, uh, help make my decisions. Cause I've already got pretty much my framework in uh, for who I think that the Rams are, are going to cut and keep, but there's obviously so many question marks that I don't think the team really has fully figured out yet. So how in the world would I be able to know? I'm just taking guesses here, and uh, we will see what happens uh, as uh, as the week goes on, and hopefully we get, like I said, some uh, some practice nugs and, uh, and and some information that uh, that way. Uh, we're sticking with the ups here. I'm gonna go uh, offensive lineman Steve Avila. So dude is awesome. Um, I'm sure if you are on X or uh, Twitter, the the artist formerly known as Twitter, uh, I'm sure you saw the play. Uh, or if you just watched the game uh, where uh, Alaric Jackson was blocking a dude and Steve just showed up and just ruined his life uh, over there. So on the left side of the ball, which was awesome, uh, really fun to see. Again, it's one of those plays where like, man, Steve, that man has a family, man. But um, you know what? It's fine because Steve is out here. We're, we're about to, we're about to, 
uh, should we do it? Should we give him the nickname of IHOP man? Cause he's serving up pancakes all day. I don't know. Uh, you let me know. All right. Is that the, is, is IHOP finally going to be a legitimate nickname that I can pass along to one of our offensive line? I've been waiting. I've been holding this puppy since the St. Louis days and we just haven't been able to really nail it down and you can't give it to like somebody like big wit. You know what I mean? He's already, that's his nickname, big wit. They can't call him. IHOP. you know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> getting into the weeds there, but uh, next up is going to be Alaric Jackson because Alaric Jackson and Steve Avila playing next to each other on that left side. I think the Rams just nailed their left side of the line. I think the the left side is left side strong side right now, dude. It's, I mean, this is some good stuff. So Jackson appears to be ready. Um, he's already won the left tackle job by all indications and um, should bring a spark to some Rams fan faces for sure. So Jackson is a very good player. And right now he's got the, op- uh, the opportunity to protect Stafford's nameplate. And that's a big responsibility. But if there's a player on this team today that can be trusted with that, I do believe it is Jackson. Heading to the defensive side of the football here, I'm going to go with uh, defensive lineman Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown showing up big. And uh, there is like a a bail bondsman in uh, Colorado Springs with the name Bobby Brown. So that is always what I will think about when it comes to this name in particular. But maybe that'll change this year. Maybe, Maybe from here on out after this season, I will think of Bobby Brown that sick defensive lineman for the Los Angeles Rams. So this was the first time that we saw some plays from Brown that made it look like he's clearly taken some steps forward. He looks stronger and more focused than he has in past years. So hopefully this isn't something that's uh, kind of a temporary motivation. And uh, hopefully we have a really awesome year from uh, from Bobby, the Texas A&M Aggie, Bobby Brown. Love to see it. Outside linebacker Keir Thomas back on this list again for another week. Um, Thomas. Uh, dude, dude is showing ability to get after the quarterback. He's got a high motor, and he's got good moves. He's using his hands really well, which you love to see. And uh, Thomas figures to be a depth and rotational piece on the pass rush, but that feels like a place that he can really thrive in, stay fresh, stay out there. When guys like Byron Young and Michael Hoyt are uh, needing a breath, they need to suck some wind, then uh, Keir Thomas can come in and just keep going, cut, kicking some butt cheeks, all right? Just keep it rolling. Safety, John Johnson. We know that John Johnson is pretty good at football, right? We've remembered that he is good at football. That wasn't that long ago that he was a Ram playing good football on this defense. Uh, But I'm putting him here because uh, he was a late arrival. And so uh, the way that he was reading things and flying around in his pretty limited reps against the Raiders, that was really good to see. So that's all I'm putting here uh, is just because John Johnson, we know that John Johnson is a good football player, uh, but to have him come in, uh, he's he's obviously got some practice reps in him now, so uh, it's good to see him out there. And again, I'm t- like, I don't think you can get a cooler safety combo than John Johnson and Jordan Fuller. This is freezing to death out here. It's so cool, man. I'm absolutely loving this stuff. And then uh, sticking in the secondary, we'll go with cornerback Trey Tomlinson. Trey is a rookie, of course, and I almost feel the need to remind myself that um, because the dude is playing like uh, like some pretty good football all right he's 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 looking like he's taking preseason to learn things and to try things and again that's what these games are for these games don't count let it rip try things that you're not sure that you can do this is the place to do those things that being said the dude is good at football he's forcing incompletions against guys that are much larger than he is and that was the concern He's disproving that little myth that he is too small to play in this league already, and we're only two preseason games into that. And if you think I'm overreacting, then you aren't watching him play because the dude is good at football. Let's move to guys whose stock is down. We're going to go with quarterback Stetson Bennett here, but again, this is not this is not like a... It's not that far down. <laughs> it's just a little down because 
he was pretty loose out there. I just think it's worth noting again that this is the place to let it rip. This is the place that if you're rolling out and you think you can fit it into a window instead of throwing it away, you try it. Because why the hell not? These games don't count. We're not going to be talking about these games in two weeks. We're not. And if you are, that's weird. You're weird for that. All right. Uh, but uh, that's the, like, I know a lot of people have commented on that. It's like, he doesn't know when to throw it away. And it's like, well, I mean, he played for like 19 years in college. So I'm pretty sure he knows when to throw it away. But these games also don't count. These are practice. Correct. We're talking about practice. And you might as well let it rip. Right. So when the regular season starts, I'm sure some of those balls will be thrown away. But right now, when the games don't count, might as well just let it rip. Um, he's played so much pop, uh, so much football. And he's done it properly, and he did it in college. So we know he's got it in him. And while Bennett has never really felt like he hit that that same comfort level that he did against the Chargers, um, he did have some flashes there. And, of course, that run was pretty solid. Uh, he kind of wiggled in there. That was kind of nice to see. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I would say he was, he was a little too loose in, in preseason game number two. But, uh, I mean, again, this is the place to do it. Let it, on, let it rip, Stitt. And also, I will say this. So I know that I've had the nickname Stet Benatar stuck in my head. Um, the other day during the game, I could not get Betson Stennett out of my head. And I've just, I hope I ruin that for somebody else because it ruined my whole Saturday night. Moving on to offensive lineman Logan Bruss. Second season in his career and second preseason where first preseason game, he looks pretty rough. He's letting up guys uh, like he's, he's letting pressures. Uh, and then the second preseason game, he leaves with an injury. So at this point, we do need to question if Bruss has what it takes to play in the NFL, simply because we have nothing that tells us otherwise. Hoping for a quick recovery for Bruss, absolutely. But I do feel confident saying that right now, um, he does not need to take any reps during the season. I, if he does, I'm nervous about it. I'll be honest with you. All right. So uh, especially when we start playing starters, if Rob Havenstein could just please hold it down at right tackle this entire season, please please, um, then I'll be, I'll be happy with that. So it is a lateral ankle sprain for Logan Bruss. Uh, I don't think he's practicing this week against the Broncos with the Rams are in Denver. It's kind of killing me right now that as I'm recording this, the Rams are in the same state as me and will be all week. And I'm not there. You know what I mean? But either way, Logan Bruss probably not practicing. And I really do think that it's, it's crunch time for Logan Bruss. If he comes back into any action and is given up pressures, I think we have to just admit that maybe he's not the guy. And uh, we'll go with offensive, or excuse me, outside linebacker Nick Hampton, the rookie. So I don't want to overreact to Hampton quite yet, obviously. Uh, but what I'm focusing on during the play, um, he seems to get taken out pretty quickly. He doesn't really seem to be impacting many plays. He's young and raw, so that is to be considered. But so far, we just haven't really seen him make, uh, make any impact on the defense. And then we'll wrap up here with inside linebacker Jake Hummel. So uh, don't let the pick six take over your brain, all right? So I know that play was sick. I know that play was awesome. I know that it elicited a live curse word from Sean McVay, and that's always awesome to see. Uh, but uh, you remove that play from the game, and Hummel was pretty sloppy. So rough angles when going for tackles, missed tackles, just overall looked like he wasn't really reading the play uh, as quick as he needed to. And comparing him side-by-side side with Christian Roseboom, I think there's a very clear-cut leader uh, when it comes to that position group who's going to be starting next to... Um, uh, Ernest Jones. I don't know why I forgot his name. Oh no, that can't be good, right? It's been a long day. Leave me alone. All right. <laughs> Moving on, we have the uh, Los Angeles Rams at the Denver Broncos. This game uh, kicking off at 6 p.m. Pacific time on NFL Network at Empower Field at Mile High. 
I know I did say last week that uh, the game was on NFL Network. That was a lie. I lied right to you, and I do apologize about that. I just got my days mixed up. I felt like, for some reason, it was the Broncos game that was not televised on NFL Network. I was opposite, though. I was wrong, and it's okay. It's preseason. We're all still getting used to getting into season mode, all right? We're all out here practicing. All right, so... Again, like I said, in Powerfield at Mile High. By the way, I'm going to be here. So if you are in town or going to be uh, wanting to like drink beers and stuff like that, definitely let me know. Um, I'm not sure what I'll be rocking for this game actually quite yet. I haven't really decided it. I'm not really fashion guy, so I'm probably sure I'm just going to grab a shirt and then leave. <laughs> so, um, But either way, if you're going to be at this game, definitely hit me up. Let's uh, let's hang out. Let's do some cool stuff, right? So the, this is uh, the Broncos' first appearance at home, so it could be a pretty solid crowd for an ANSI fan base who's really excited to see their new coach and this new team, this new vibe of the team, right? So uh, I, I can speak from the Colorado perspective here uh, that it's a whole different aura this year for the Denver Broncos from, from a year ago. And again, like I said, this is the first time that they're taking the field at home in Denver at Empower Field. So this could be a pretty solid crowd for uh, for this game, which is actually going to be really good considering, of course, it's a night game. Uh, the energy should be pretty solid, at least for the first bit of this one. Um, so I'm excited about it. And we also could see some Broncos starters here. So I think that the, the fan base, uh, the Broncos fans will be there. They'll be loud and stuff like that. And I think that that's a good thing for, the, for these young guys to really experience, especially when you think of Denver, who is a very loud crowd. And I don't know how... I. I don't know how many stadiums you've been to. I've been to three. I've been to Denver. I've been to SoFi Stadium. And I've also been to Lambeau Field. Um, but that's it. And I got to say, Denver, definitely the loudest one of those three, uh, at least. Um, but so we'll see. I, and I hope that that, that does happen. Uh, but let's see uh, who to watch here in this game. Um, because, of course, both teams do have plenty of battles uh, to have happening. And both teams are still trying to make decisions out here. So... It's there's no just quote unquote getting through the final game of preseason. We still have decisions to make. So the first game uh, for a good chunk of these guys at elevation too. Uh, so conditioning could be a little bit of a nice test. Um, but of course, being here all week, I think that they'll kind of get that pretty early on in the week. Uh, that's why the Rams were out in Colorado Springs uh, in 2018 at the Air Force Academy to practice and stuff like that. Just get that that elevation practice in there. Of course, that was a whole disaster and led to the sickest regular season game of all time uh, being played at uh, the Coliseum. I wonder if that game would have gone that way if it happens in Mexico. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Interesting to think about. But uh... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill uh, either way let's uh dive into who to watch when it comes to the los angeles rams taking field in denver this weekend so we'll start with of course quarterback stetson bennett stet benatar bets and bets and i almost forgot what my own thing i almost tricked myself you see that i love how that happens all right so um for for what we are crossing our fingers is the final time that we see Bennett on the field this season. I'll be honest. Uh, it'll be good to see how he responds on the road after what felt like a pretty sloppy game. And ideally, we'd like to see Bennett just relax a little bit and make good decisions. Although, letting it absolutely rip is way more fun to watch. So, from the fan perspective, well, hey, let's go, Bennett, you know. 
Uh, but like I said, this is um, this is going to be his first time on the road. Uh, probably his first time playing at altitude. I'm, I actually don't know that for sure, but uh, I'm sure for some of these guys, at least, it is their first time playing at altitude. So that will be interesting to see. Uh, the the one too. I guess we'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, so uh, Bennett to to be on the road after a pretty sloppy game uh, where the Rams got absolutely smoked. I think the Rams have been doubled uh, in score for both their preseason games so far. So we'll see if that happens again here. Uh, but I think it'll be good to get him out there uh, and uh, and just maybe just see him relax a little bit. Maybe last week was the one to just let it rip. Let's just get crazy with it. And then this is the week we maybe rein it in. But like I said, hopefully this is the last time we even see Stetson Bennett. Hopefully Matthew Stafford just plays the whole year and we kind of forget. We're like, oh yeah, Stetson Bennett. Like, well, hopefully next preseason we're like, oh yeah, man, it's got an interesting preseason last year. Maybe we'll do it again. Like, I don't know. Hopefully though. Uh, let's go with the running backs, Ronnie Rivers, Zach Evans, and Royce Freeman. While Freeman does return to his first NFL team, he could have some extra fire in his game, but uh, we're also looking at three guys who might be fighting for just one job. So final chance to show what you got. No clue uh, who the coaching staff has leading here. Uh, I myself am a Rivers fan, but Evans has potential for days. And of course, Royce Freeman, experienced guy, nice veteran presence in the locker room. So I really think that it's it's very possible that there's only, like one of these guys is getting cut, right? I think we can agree on that. The Rams are not keeping five running backs. Um, so we'll see uh, who kind of maybe sticks out a little bit or who doesn't stick out that's kind of what i kind of look for in preseason i'll be honest i'm looking for people to screw up <laughs> that's what i'm looking for it's easy to find uh but uh either way uh and moving on <laughs> wide receivers here we'll go with uh, demarcus robinson tyler johnson and xavier smith we're going to see at least one wide receiver cut that is actually pretty good uh there's a world where all of these guys get cut robinson johnson and smith but i don't see uh I don't see that in the reality that we live in. I think that's a different reality. Um, so there seems to be a general consensus. The Rams will be keeping more than six wide receivers, but prepare yourself for the social media response. When some of the names who are going to get cut, don't make it to the week one roster and people aren't happy about it. That's just the way that the Rams fan base is gone. I've been covering this team now for, I don't know, like nine or 10 years or something like that. But like either way, that's the, that's, that's normal. That we see guys cut in inevitably there's people that are mad about it because they like those players. And I'm not saying that you're wrong for liking those players. I'm just saying that you're wrong for being so emotional about it. All right. This is a very cutthroat industry and and some guys aren't gonna stay. So uh either way. <laughs> not trying to talk trash, obviously. Uh offensive line. We're gonna just stick with the general offensive line, just a general sense here, uh, with the offensive line. Uh with what we've learned so far, uh and some of on some of our young guys, uh, we could see their reps get limited in the final preseason game, or we can see an attempt to some to build some more continuity. Both options do make sense to me, and we still haven't nailed down our depth. Second half offensive uh, line is going to be extremely important, and uh, I gotta say, hardcore fans do live for this. All right, I know myself is in this. It's the final preseason game. We're trying to build out our depth. That second half offensive line, yo, my eyeballs are on it the whole time. I think that's super exciting stuff. Uh, and I kind of talked about it on Ram Showcase Live, but uh, we kind of mentioned the offensive line. I feel like this team has about eight guys who are legitimate starters right now. Um, so the decisions, I think, are are hefty, and I think that they're pretty good. But also considering that we have so many guys who I believe are starting potential, and, I mean, I had the list. I don't know where it went. It's all, oh, it's on the um, on the website, ramshowcase.com. Boom. So, uh, but there's, like I said, there's eight names that I have on there 
uh, that that I believe could be starters, or at least wouldn't make me super nervous if they were starters. So I think that this could mean that uh, this is the position group that numbers get pulled from. As long as we can see health in this position group anyway, we don't need a bunch of dudes sitting on the bench uh, who can't really do special teams and stuff like that. You might as well give that to a DeAndre, uh, a DeAndre Square uh, or a Jaden Woodbay, something like that. Or is it Woodby? I know that they said Woodby in the... Um, in the broadcast, but I always thought it was Woodbay. So I we'll figure it out. We'll learn that together. All right. Maybe I'll if I see him, I'll ask him. <laughs> Is it Woodby or Woodbay? Either way. Uh but uh like that's that's kind of my point though. Is like those guys can play special teams where like um like a Zach Thomas probably not making an appearance on special teams. You know what I mean? So uh, that's kind of what we're looking at here. And also, if the Rams are going to keep maybe seven wide receivers, maybe four running backs, maybe four tight ends, then I absolutely think that this could be a position group that we see the numbers kind of dwindle. Defensive line, we have uh, Kobe Turner and Bobby Brown that we're really keeping our eyes on. So I was hoping that Turner would have shown a little bit more by now, but he is still uh, he's still got a practice game to show off a little bit. Uh, Bobby Brown looking a lot stronger and more focused than he has in any other season before. So hopefully that leaks into the regular season. He can make a real impact this year. Brown might become the biggest beneficiary of what I'm considering just low defensive expectations. Feels like uh, Rams fans in particular have the lowest expectations of our own defense. So uh, like having Bobby Brown light up a running back in the backfield. I mean, for me, that was awesome, right? So uh, if if we see that in the regular season, I think that the tunes will be changing as uh, as we continue on. Uh, but uh, Bobby Brown could be a guy that's like where nobody expects him to do anything. So anything he does is impressive. It's kind of our move, right? <laughs> Inside linebackers, DeAndre Square and Jaden Woodbay. I'll go in between Woodbay. Like, I don't know. Uh, but we are looking for depth here. And uh, the key for both of these guys uh, making the roster is impressing Chase Blackburn on special teams and maybe sticking sticking around that way because I do anticipate that uh, we will see Ernest Jones and Christian Roseboom be the starters here. So we are just trying to fill out our depth and uh, both DeAndre and Jaden could be in the in that position. Let's go outside linebackers, Nick Hampton, Zach Van Valkenburg, and Oshan Mathis. Despite the coolest name on the team, Van, Van Valkenburg does have an uphill battle, and uh, he is still playing. He is playing really well, and he's attacking the ball really well. So he could be included in some depth, especially if he can make a name on um, on special teams as well. Nick Hampton, and Oshawn Mathis, um, nothing really to report out of either of these guys. Nick Hampton, like I said, he kind of gets eaten up a little bit uh, into the play, and kind of just. I, 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 there's no way to say it without sounding kind of rude, even though I'm I'm really not trying to be. Uh, but he just kind of exists in the defense. He's not really, it doesn't seem like he's really making an impact. Maybe I'm missing things. Uh, maybe I'm not paying as close attention, or maybe I'm not seeing what he's being asked to do. Maybe he's doing his job, and maybe he's absolutely crushing it. So that has to be considered as well. Uh, but either way, outside linebacker, still looking for depth here. And I, I do like the Keir Thomas. I do like Daniel Hardy. I do like Michael Hoyt. So I like the, the I like the depth that we already have here, although it is very raw, and we're gonna see some mistakes here. That's just simply put, we're gonna see some mistakes. We have a very young roster. That's just the way it is. It doesn't mean we're terrible at football and we suck and this is never gonna be good or these guys are never gonna be good. You just gotta get those mistakes out of the way because these guys are still learning. They're I mean, let's keep in mind too that these guys are like what twenty one. <laughs> do you remember you at twenty one? If you're not at twenty one yet, do you do you know how stupid you are right now? 
way more stupid than you're giving yourself credit for because being me at 21, oh my God, what a moron, dude. I'm 32 now, still pretty stupid, but we're doing all right. So you consider that these guys are 21 and they're also just now making a bunch of money, give them a chance, right? Give them a chance to kind of wiggle into their own and kind of just nail it down here. But a guy like, uh, the, like Trey Tomlinson, who's on my list here too at, at the cornerback spot, I mean, if some guys just feel a little bit different than that. Uh, but I am going to pick out Trey Tomlinson and Jordan Jones, and these two in particular because Tomlinson, first of all, he's just really fun to watch. So, so keep your eyes on him. Number six out there. He's awesome. It's so much fun to watch. And then Jordan Jones, he's looking really good, and I would like to see him settle into the roster even uh, if it is like a, a game day inactive situation to start his career. So I think he's showing the framework of being a really sick CB, but ultimately he is still raw. So I, I do like I think reps are extremely beneficial for Jordan Jones. Obviously, he's super young and reps are always critical for the young guys. But uh, I do think he's he's got the framework in place. So I do want to just see, keep seeing more. I just feel like three preseason games is not enough to see and like really understand who somebody like Jordan Jones can be. So I hope he doesn't get cut because I do see it there. Uh, but again, I'm not making the decisions. And whoever makes the final 53, well, let's go win some ball games. Everybody else, whatever. <laughs> I guess uh, it's, it's Rams all day. Players come and go. The Rams are forever. And uh, we're also looking at the safeties here. And we're looking at all the safeties who are going to be uh, touching the field because we don't know how many of the Rams are going to keep here. This is another position where the question of how many do the Rams keep is kind of up in the air. Did John Johnson effectively force somebody else off the off the roster, uh, like a lake or a yeast? Uh, so do we keep five of the top guys? Possibly. But if we decide that we need that, that spot for a different position, five is a lot of safeties. And I know that the Rams do like to run a lot of nickel, and that could kind of play into our favor, especially with guys like, um, with like Jason Taylor and their skill sets and stuff like that. But that is a lot of safeties. And we have very talented corners as well when it comes to uh, Kobe, Kobe Durant, Darian Kendrick, Robert Rochelle, Trey Tomlinson, Sean Jolly. So like we've got talent there as well in the secondary. So how many do you keep? I'm not sure. But either way, no matter if, if the Rams do not keep five safeties, no matter who leaves, I'm a little bit sad about it. All right. But that's just the way it is. It's a cutthroat business and we're moving on. And whoever does make the roster, well, let's go beat up on some Seahawks. In week one, how about that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time, though. But um, that is kind of it for who to watch here. So we got one final preseason game to go. I will be there. It's going to be an awesome time. Hopefully catching uh, some sweet footage and uh, just kind of having a, a good time with the homies before the season officially begins. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, just trying to have a good time, trying to get some evaluations in, see who's going to be making this final 53 when we hit that plane up to Seattle, uh, who's who like who's gonna be there and and who's gonna be in just ready to wreck some Seahawks souls, dude? So I'm so excited about this game. Um, I'm I'm excited every time the Rams are in Colorado, though. Just kind of like that is my that's this is my happy place, <laughs> essentially. Like I mean, SoFi definitely in that conversation. But when the Rams are out here in my home state, then uh, I do feel pretty good about it. So pumped to uh, to have them out here and hopefully uh, getting a little bit of altitude training, even though. Like Colorado Springs is higher up than Denver. Hopefully that little bit of altitude training, though, just being in Denver with these joint practices with the Denver Broncos, which are closed to the public, by the way, uh, hopefully that does help out a little bit as we head into the regular season. Because again, when, with these new 
uh, like the new CBA, you're already not yourself until like week five or six. NFL teams really aren't because of the limited practices. And then you have a team like the Rams who has like 40 rookies right now and super young team, like a super young team. I think the average player has like 1.2 years of experience of uh, football or NFL football. When you're dealing with that kind of stuff, it's probably going to take us a little bit. But again, week one, week 18, those are going to be two completely different Rams teams. So I'm just excited to see it unfold and see this team kind of grow this year. I'm just pumped for that. Like I know it's probably, it may not be the super sickest season, right? Or may not just be like heading to the Super Bowl, but watching this team kind of grow and and kind of develop into their own identity is what I'm really excited for. So hopefully you are as well, and hopefully I'm not, not just alone here. And uh, I hope that everybody out there who's like, we're going to be terrible this year. Our defense is going to suck. It, like, hopefully, hopefully the rest of your life is not viewed in this way because holy moly, some of these comments that I get, it's like, dude, do you... <laughs> It must not, it must be miserable to be a friend of yours, man. Like, it's like, ugh, everything sucks. And this is stupid. We're going to be terrible. It's like, dude, believe a little bit, right? It doesn't hurt to believe. Like, it doesn't hurt to be like, well, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Very real possibility. All right. Let's go ahead and get out of here, right? So again, we do have a special on the way. Uh, it's going to be a standalone. The only thing that I'm going to be talking about in this next podcast due out Thursday night going into Friday morning. It's just going to be my roster prediction, my final 53 roster prediction. We may also kind of throw some depth chart stuff into that, uh, but ultimately I have no idea what this depth chart is going to look like right now. So it's all just guesses anyway, and uh, that's okay. It's going to be a fun time either way. But again, look for that uh, come out uh, about Friday morning. It'll be out there. Unless you're a late nighter like myself. I work nights, so it's like a... Uh, it's like midnight right now a little after it's like 12 30 in the morning but that's not bad this is still early in my world all right now i feel like i'm rambling so i'm just gonna get the heck out of here again ramshowcase.com we do have uh that article up uh the question the question marks that uh, we do have you know what i'll go ahead and link that in the description below so if you're hearing me uh you can go ahead and check it out right there again merch is on ramshowcase.com as well if you do have interest in supporting the show, it does mean the world to me, and that is the single best way to do it, is to snag yourself a Ram Showcase t-shirt. It uh, lines the pockets over here a little bit and uh, gives that cool incentive. And also, you get to have a sweet shirt that feels incredible. And, you know, it, it, it makes you look super cool. I know that much. It'll get you a job if you wear it to an interview. That I can confirm. I would never lie to you. Uh, but, um, yeah, that is it for me. Go ahead and follow, uh, like I said, ramshowcase.com is where most of the action happens. At ramshowcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags on social media if you're interested in following that way. Uh, but other than that, I'm going to get the heck up on out of here. For those of, or wait, I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening and go Rams.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.